Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Daja Kasubo probably swears like a sailor when she wants to. We can too, when we want to. So if you're not a sailor, please listen at your discretion. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we are reading <laughs> chapter one of Cold Fire. Yay! Hooray! So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's learn to skate. Yay! I'm just Yay. super stoked that we're starting a new book, y'all. It's been a very good intro. It has been. I also would like to point out that this book is dedicated to the firefighters, policemen, rescue workers, and medical personnel of New York City, our truest hero- heroes in our darkest time. Because this came out in 2001, right? 2002. Two? Yeah. 2002. That, that would explain why. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In, it is, as we will find out, about firefighters. So yes. it's fitting. Daja and Frostpine are in Kugisco, which is in the country of Nemorn, and it is now wintertime. And because this place is very far north, this city, which is made up of a bunch of little tiny islands in the corner of the sea, is now frozen over. And so everybody is ice skating to get around, because what do you do when your island city literally freezes over for half the year, you learn to ice skate. Daja has never been this far north before, so she's never had a need to learn to ice skate. And so the daughter of Frostpine's friends, who who they are staying with, is teaching Daja how to ice skate. Daja doesn't do too bad 
But of course, since she hasn't been skating very much, she eventually topples into a big snowbank. Twin sister of Daja's ice skating teacher is inside cooking, is making, she's helping make a sauce, which turns out to be lumpy. And of course, while nobody's looking, uses magic to fix the sauce. And when Daja asks her about it, Jory's like, oh, what are you talking about? Because we all knew that Daja would be getting a student. Yes. Mm -hmm. So here's our cooking. And then in the middle of all this conversation, there is a fire. Everybody, like all of the the servants in the whole house just sort of vanish and dash outside. And Daja's like, what the heck is going on? And then when she actually goes outside, she discovers, no, actually, the servants are all part of the fire brigade. And there's like a barn that's burning nearby. And so all of these people have these jobs of carrying buckets of water and wetting down the like roofs of the nearby houses to make sure that the fire doesn't spread. They realize that somebody's in the barn. Well, we don't want the people dying. So this brave firefighter goes in with a blanket over his head and comes out carrying two boys. The brave firefighter turns out to be, I looked this up and now I forgot. It's Bennett Ledradon. I think we could just go with Ben for short, maybe. Yes. Benny boy. Out- <laughs> Benny boy. <laughs> we find out that he's kind of the person who is in charge of organizing and teaching these fire brigades so he's i like him a lot better than yarun yarun was a mage and he was the one that was supposed to put all the fires out and he did a shitty ass job and this guy he's not a mage at all and he has learned and he has set up a whole big ass system it's amazing it's awesome he's a lot better than yarn He's organized these fire brigades and taught them how to fight the fires because they live in this city that's all made of wood, which makes fires very common and very dangerous. But wood is the available material for building building. And therefore, he meets Daja and they have this nice little chat about fire. Daja has told Jory, like, hey, you... You're a mage. And Jory's like, no. And then she comes back to Daja and she's like, I was talking to the cook. The cook said all these things about uh, about cook mages and none of that applies to me. Also, our parents had the magic sniffers at us twice and they said we didn't have any magic. So you must be wrong. <laughs> and Daja's like, I'm not, but I'm not going to tell you that because there is no point arguing with the what 12 year old yeah 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 um while she's talking to jory and nia she's also working on jewelry for all the people around there just like busy work and she's also creating something for the festival some jewelry pieces for the festival that's coming up she works on that for a really long time and then realizes her body's going stiff and goes for a walk and runs into ben again and then she chats with ben some more because She's like, you're a cool, amazing hero. And he's like, you're a cool, amazing fire mage person. We learn more about Ben's sort of history about he studied with this guy named God's Forge. Just amazing, brilliant mage. 
And God's Forge does essentially what Ben is doing, but on a larger scale. So he trains people in firefighting. And then Ben studied with him, brought all that knowledge back, and trained the people in his city. And Daja uh, reveals that uh, she trained a little bit with Niclaren, Goldeye. And he's right. all surprised. Oh my god, you went to, do you know Miko? The... The Unicorn Gold, yeah. Um, Daja also tells him about how she body slammed a forest fire once upon a time, and he's impressed by that as well. Yeah, they just they just kind of fan over each other and all the like cool things that the other person's learned and like it's really fucking cute. <laughs> yeah, it really and is. Goes back home to get reprimanded by his mama, and that's it. The end. Yeah. <laughs> Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talked about what we liked and didn't like about this chapter. Tell me about all of the cuteness. It's really fucking cute, y'all. We're starting a new book, so of course the first chapter is adorbs. Right from the beginning, like straight from the get-go. Dasha learning how to skate, super cute. Just, you know, she's getting her legs, her, not quite her sea legs, her ice legs, I guess. And then she kind of realizes it's similar to how it is being on a boat. And, you know, she's getting it and she's, you know, skating along. She's doing great. And then just face plants into the snow. Yeah. Hilarious. I wasn't really expecting the whole ice thing, you know, her like melting through the snow. But that was, that was kind of cool. I liked Um, the fact that it's. It's basically like a cartoon, you know, you mm-hmm. see the cartoons where they like knock into the snow and then they get up and there's like the perfect person shape. Yeah. And the, the way it's outline. described, the way it's described just sounds exactly like that. Yes. And everyone just staring like, whoa, that, something's not right. I liked all the firefighter stuff. Ben going over, you know, actual firefighting, I guess techniques would be the term. Not opening a door, you know, touching it first to see if it's hot before you open it. That's real shit. Don't open a door if it's hot and there's a fire on the other side because you will get fucking roasted, apparently. Um, I'd, I'd actually heard that tip before, you know, from like school or whatever, you know, don't open a door if it's hot because it's bad. I didn't realize why it was bad until just now, which, uh, you know, it's not just the fire will spread or whatever, but it will probably actually cook you, which is uh, horrifying. Yeah, not, not, not cool. I liked also Daja's description of this like futuristic fireproof suit which i i think is foreshadowing potentially making a fireproof suit later on which i would be excited to see perhaps <laughs> yeah I, I liked all the actual like tips that were given which is nice you know if i were a kid i probably would have like started looking that up and i'm like whoa that's for real you could actually you know follow that don't don't do that yeah slap a blanket on yourself and cover it with water because It'll keep you from burning. I'm always impressed by Pierce's research. We saw this in Dasha's book with forest fires. We definitely saw it in Breyer's book with going through a pandemic. And now we're seeing it here with... Yeah, yeah. Even though it's like in an alternate setting compared to ours, it's still... The concepts are sound, which is awesome. You know, she didn't just go off the cuff and was like, oh, maybe this is why you shouldn't do this or something. Like she actually did get help to put in the correct thing in the book, which is awesome i was wondering why daja didn't do more to stop the fire at the barn 
I mean, I, I guess they kind of talked about it. You know, if you don't want people to look at you weird, don't do weird stuff. But, she, you know, maybe she didn't well, have to. I feel to... like she wanted to see their process because she had every intention to help it seem like. And then she saw that everyone was like getting into, posi- into their position. Like, what the fuck is going on? Let me see what they're going to do. And I feel like she probably would have stepped in if they wouldn't have been efficient. But I, I think that she the reason she didn't help is because she wanted to see how just how efficient they were. Yeah. In their firefighting. Maybe yeah, that's kind of how I took it too. Sufficiently under control where she didn't have to do that. Yeah. Right. But I was like, she could have, she could have, you know, it's a little barred fire. She could have just been like done. Yeah, but how are people going to learn to take care of themselves if every, if someone just steps in and takes care of it for them? Granted, this is a smaller fire than the forest fire, but it seems to me like it wouldn't necessarily be easy to just put out a fire. She can like play around with fire and make it kind of work to her needs, but she doesn't necessarily have the ability to just go, okay, you're no longer in existence. Like she would have to like, because mm-hmm. in, in Daja's book, she sends it into the glacier. She would have to like put it somewhere to somewhere where there is, I mean, I guess there's a lot of snow, so she could like just funnel it into like a snowman. It's actually fire <sighs> magic. It's yeah, it's the like, magic. Well, I, I mean, they even talked about it, I guess, in the chapter, just saying like when it gets to a certain point, you can't even stop it. You just have, you, you, you can only redirect. I still think she could do it though. <laughs> maybe she's just like well you know i met yarim and i saw what that did to him i uh i'm gonna let them handle the fire in their non-magical way because uh that seems to be at least as effective and less deadly to me very true very true yes what well, it's not really a dislike but it was kind of like eh. so far with both sandry and briar both of their books have been like completely different and as excited as I am to see Daja again, I'm kind of disappointed that it has to do with fire again. Definitely not going to be the same book. It's not going to be the exact same thing that's happening. But she deals with more than just fire. Come on. So I was kind of disappointed in that. But we'll, it's only the first chapter. So we'll see how it goes. I really like that she can control her body warmth by drawing heat from other sources. I wish I could do that. That would be so awesome. I would probably like winter a lot more. I fucking hate winter. I hate being cold. I just I just hate it. And if I could control my warmth, that would be so awesome. Daja's ability to draw warmth uh, came from the courtesy of a weather mage. I wonder what weather mage that would be. So that was cool. When she's talking to Ben, He's asking her, so do you fight fires? And she just thinks to herself, hmm, I, I don't know if uh, sucking a forest fire through my body and dousing it in a glacier would be considered firefighting. But yeah, sure. I, I guess so. Technically, she did body slam a fire. That is I think that counts as fighting a fire. fire. Not, not in the sense that we would think like spraying water on a fire or whatever, but full on body slamming a fire. <laughs> she she fought that fire. And then my last one is when Ben is talking about when he was training with the mage and the mage basically set protection around everybody so they could stay 
in the house and watch an actual fire. I thought that was so cool. Being able to watch everything burn around you would be really cool to watch. When I thought of that, I thought of those like cool boats with like the glass bottoms, you know, so you could like look underwater, <laughs> but like in reverse <clears throat> for fire, which yeah, sounds yeah. pretty cool. I wanted to point out that this is like a side mention, but it mentions that a convict crew smooths out the ice every night. Yes. Some cool world building there. I feel like I have feelings about this, but I can't articulate them. I guess I'm not entirely comfortable with this. It depends, I think, on their justice system, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. It does hit a little too close to home in the fact that we also have the uh, idea of, for lack of a better term, free labor from the prison systems. The only thing that I'll say is that it sounds like they're doing it as a public service instead of a, a for-profit thing. Yeah. Not that that, that makes excuses, sense, yeah. you know, using prisoners as labor, but I guess it depends, like I said, kind of on their justice system. Like, you know, it's, I, I don't want to draw a direct parallel to our, to our you know, stuff, but yeah, uh, that's you, you can't really help that either. Yeah. Right. At the very end, it says, Daja watched him go. She had thought that once children were grown, they didn't have to worry about a parent's wrath. Maybe it was different when the grown child came to live under a parent's roof once again. I was like, yeah, I've been there. The truth in that, though. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Just talk about things hitting close to home. The, can Frostpine do that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the idea that... Uh, no servant would ask a great mage like Frostpine to mend their bits of Julia or jewelry. Daja was fair game, though. <laughs> Only because she, they think that she's a student. They don't realize that she's a full-fledged mage. See, some of the things that I think is really funny is it states that gossip spreads faster than the wind, and they already knew who Frostpine was, knew who Daja was. Like, knew their names, why they had come there, and where they were from. But they didn't know that about Daja, which I, I think is interesting. Just Daja catching the fire and controlling the fire is really cool. Yeah, I told I will... you she's going to have a little fire friend. <laughs> little Calcifer. Little Calcifer. First chapter, there we go. I do feel like... This book is definitely telling of when it came out. This was a true hero, hero, a non-mage who saved lives because he had to, not because he could protect himself with magic. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like in this first chapter alone, it's very telling that this book was released around the time that the towers fell and was yeah. being written around that time. It's it's incredibly obvious. So I kind of love that this is, I don't want to say glorifying, but it's definitely acknowledging and highlighting people who don't have to do the things that they do, but they do because they want to protect people. I genuinely feel like EMTs and firefighters are some of the most unrecognized and uncelebrated of civil servants for lack of a better way to put it emts are fucking 
badasses. I don't think people realize how much gut score and violence they see on a daily basis. In the healthcare, the entire healthcare system, the highest mortality rates tend to be with EMTs. EMTs have a hell of a job. And as much as I knock police, I don't think I celebrate the other first responders that we have because those people are fucking heroes. Uh, Something that I actually marked as a dislike, but I kind of wanted to go into a little bit more depth. If you don't want people to be nervous with you, don't do things that make them nervous. I feel like that is privileged mindset that Um, that sentence made me like feel icky too someone who is white passing you have such a bigger leniency pool and really any person that isn't white doesn't have the same privilege they're automatically on a list because of the color of their skin white people yeah if you don't want to make other people nervous don't do things to make them nervous but any other person of color doesn't get that privilege people are already nervous just because of that like it's not necessarily pierce's fault and it's not necessarily this sentence in pierce's book that frustrates me it's the fact that i use fantasy as an escape we don't necessarily see racism in Pierce's books we see a lot of like classism like we see a lot of people who look down on those who are of a lower social class than they are I mean that even that just being like the nobility looking down on the working class and the impoverished it's it's just really frustrating that the prejudice still exists even without it being racism this is a book series about being different and being celebrated for being different like that that's that's my biggest takeaway from the series as a whole is found family is incredibly important and celebrate what makes you different the fact that there are two different like there are gendered terms for male and female mages. Like this is this is a little more nitpicky frustration because I know in language, like you have masculine and feminine, even objects have masculine and feminine. An object can be inherently masculine or feminine in a language. But you have other languages. Like, let's say, I don't know, Turkish, (laughs) that doesn't have gender, like it doesn't identify gender. There's you, me, and third party. Like, this is how they're, how that works, like their identification and uh, pronouns work. And so just the, the seeing gender exclusive terms. Or, or gender specific, that's what I'm saying, meaning terms for this is kind of like er as well. But that's just because language is really weird and that's how it works. And then you have some languages that have like 
14 different pronouns and you're like okay this is maybe a little too specific <laughs> Daja being disgusted that they make the entire town out of wood like she's just utterly Quiet. fucking disgusted by this she's like ew <laughs> why I would argue that that is also privilege yeah I mean it is and and like she does kind of lay out that thinking a little bit later in here I just thought they built these places any old way there there is the apology of I shouldn't criticize your home I shouldn't you know criticize this way of thinking just because I'm of a different mindset there has been a lot in just this first chapter that is identifying a lot of privilege and biased beliefs and I absolutely love that as a whole passage where it's like there's plenty to see and do as she traveled but every time strong emotions faded she longed for her foster family she even missed their dog little bear big galumphing drooling animal that he was i'm gonna tie two of these things together real quick because i just think they're they're interesting world building there's the very first part where now in the month of the snow moon eight weeks before the solstice holiday called long night and the patrice and her teacher nico had gone so far south that daja fully expected them to return from the north like there's a lot of world building just in those two sentences the way that our calendar system works is we actually do have a snow moon our snow moon is in february by the way just to let you know and we do have a solstice holiday which is the longest night of the year, which is the first day of Yule, which is the 20th or the 21st of December, depending. FYI, there, there actually is a thing in the back that tells you the days of the week and the, the like major holidays and the months, and it tells you what the months are and the major holidays are in our world. So, Oh, I don't know if we have that on the Kindle version because... Uh, it's definitely not in the front if we have it. Um, but no, it's, like, it's in the back in my copy where the glossary was in Daja's uh, book. It's neat world building that we, that she uses these things that we can identify within our own world and our own setting. I, I just think that's neat and it's cool world building. And the idea that they know that the world in which this is based the the planet in which they are on is round because the idea of going so far south that you're coming back from the north the homesickness that uh daja has when they'd left daja had thought she could go months perhaps a year without knowing three other people as inside and out as they knew her she had lasted two whole weeks it's like oh Jory and Nia's back and forth of uh, she wouldn't go near she won't go near a hearth she's afraid of fire you would be too if you got any sense when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we talk about a theme or a message from the chapter. What theme or message did you find? Learning new things. That was mine. Yeah. Like there, there's <laughs> a it. lot of new information and like a lot of it is nausea learning new information and learning new things. But as a reader as well, we get more information about the world and how things work. So, like, there's just a lot of learning in this chapter that I think is really cool. That was also mine. Oh, well, I'm a pull in indie. Holy shit. <laughs> I wrote destruction and construction because we obviously have these fires that are destroying things, but Ben is constructing this fire brigade and Ben and Daja also talked to some degree about how fire can be constructive. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of see that too mm-hmm. with the um, Daja's living metal thing. Yeah. How that was caused by a destructive, you know, it was caused by a fire basically, but now she's using it to, to make a living, which is kind of neat. Yeah. And it's cool because I think there's a part of the chapter where it actually kind of goes into the ways in which her little brass mitt is helpful, but also can be a hindrance. Yep. Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? When Daja asks Ben, if you don't mind my asking, why study with the fire mage if you've no magic yourself? And he tells her that things even someone like me can learn. Things like when you're in a burning building, touch a closed door. First, we've talked about all the stuff that he learned from him. 
And I want to be like him that even though something doesn't pertain to me, I want to try my best to learn things, even if I have no business, if you person would think, oh, she has no business learning that kind of thing. I want to go ahead and learn those things anyway, because it could be beneficial in the future. Like he has no business learning this stuff because he's not a fire mage, but look at the huge system that he has built in this town. The whole town is built of wood. There could have been so many disasters and they could have lost so much of their city but just because he went out of his way to learn things from this fire mage, he has built this whole system and they've saved so much stuff, which is so awesome. So I want to be more like that and just learn things, even if I have no business learning said thing. You never know when stuff like that might come in handy. Exactly. I really liked how the community all kind of joins together and just like, at a moment's notice, you have everybody just coming out of their houses to all kind of help and support one another. I know we talked on a previous episode about how little we know our neighbors. And this is making me think like, I wish that I could be part of a community like that, but that doesn't exist around here because like our, we don't communicate as neighbors. So maybe I need to get to know my neighbors. I think it's really awesome too that the neighbors were just like on board with him teaching them because they could have easily been like, why do we need that? That's what the fire mage is for. Why do we need to know anything about fires and try to protect our own city? That's literally what the fire mage is for. And, but no, instead they're like, you know what guy, you're on to something. You're a smart guy. Let's all learn from you and protect our own city instead of relying on one person like they did in Daj's book, relying on Yarun. And you see how great that went. The guy died. So kudos to the neighbors for listening to this guy. Well, there's a statement of uh, I'm, I'm teaching them little by little, kicking and screaming. So I'm also curious as to, yes, they're all kind of learning how to protect their city, but I'm curious as to how much damage had to happen before they all kind of went, okay, dude, yeah, you're on to something. Let's let's hop on that because that actually could save a lot. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Dodge's book. Instead of having a mage just take care of the fire, it's just regular people doing it, taking Mm -hmm. it upon themselves and doing things without using magic. They're just doing it. It's not necessary to have a fire mage in town if you have like a really well-trained group ready to fight a fire. You know, it kind of goes to show that having magic in this world isn't necessary. It's nice. it It definitely helps for sure. But it's not like the end not all necessary. Be all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you do have options. You just have to bring people in kicking and screaming <laughs> to do it. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of a magic all of itself. Because I have to use one of our catchphrases, which is "Everyone has magic." Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of a magic in itself to be able to bring people together, even if it is kicking and screaming. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. We- we we talked about like kind of the uh duality 
of this chapter and like fire has destructive pers- purposes and creative purposes and I'm going to go so far back as to compare this first chapter to one of the the fundamental things that we find out in Dasha's book, like the, the first Dasha's book. You have one person who is supposedly an expert on fire, the one thing he's supposed to be this expert and to be the best on. And in this chapter, you just have everyday ordinary people doing something that he wasn't capable of and we do see in Dodge's book kind of that they know a little bit about fire safety and like kind of how to prevent why computer hold on my headphones keep swapping out so they they know how to make like fire breaks and stuff like that but even under the eye of someone who is supposedly an expert there is still failure my personal magic was to put your pride aside you know you see it literally right at the beginning with daja being like i guess i should learn to skate despite what it'll do to my dignity because it's just a convenient and and easy way to do it yeah it might be embarrassing at first but the plus side is pretty big considering you need to have money to ride like a carriage through town otherwise because you're not going to be walking on a river, you know. Ice skating is much faster, less strenuous, convenient. So I want to try to remember that. Even if something seems dumb or girly or whatever. I, I And it, it reminded me, um, I actually fixed um, an article of clothing that I had broken for a while uh, using my fiance's sewing machine. Like, I know, you know, men are known for sewing or whatever, and it doesn't really bother me doing it, but like, there's no reason to not talk about it and bring it up because it's it's just a useful skill to know and I should put my pride aside and just be like, hey, people should learn how to sew. Sewing's great. I don't know how to sew. I go to my husband when I need stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> There are multiple things that I pulled out of this chapter and I think we kind of all covered them because there was this idea of community and being more connected to other people. There was the learning, even though it's not necessarily something that affects you. But something that we didn't cover that I think is something I'm actually currently doing is rambling. Um, People tell me that I'm sorry. People just tell me that I prattle on. And it's like, no, no, I'm interested. I'm like that with people. I like to think is people get like hyper fixated or have their special interest on something and they just go on and on about it as someone who does that quite regularly I think that showing interest in someone else's interests even if it doesn't like directly pertain to you someone could go on about a tv show that I've never seen I have no interest seeing but they can just go on about it for days and I just I feel like I don't show enough interest, even though I'm literally like, please talk about what you're excited for forever. You you look so beautiful talking about things that you love, the way your face lights up. I can't articulate it very well. People talking about things that interest them. I love that so much. And I don't think that I show, like I'm always interested when people do that, but I don't think I like show it enough because you hear 
that kind of response of sorry like you're probably not interested in this or you know oh I'm talking way too much about this sorry I want to know who hurt you and told you that your interests aren't important like talk about it forever I don't care like please just keep talking (laughs) the way people's faces light up when they get excited about stuff just makes them so it makes people so pretty like I can't I can't articulate that any better it makes people so pretty to just talk about the things they love At the end of our episodes, we like to include an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter two of Cold Fire. So let Cole and Matazi just take Mia to a magic sniffer and tell him to look harder. Daja replied, I have projects of my own to do. Living metal gloves for a hero, one who didn't have magic to shield him, she thought, but didn't say. Frostpine inspected his nails. I suppose we could get a magic finder and explain things. His voice was suspiciously mild. Things like the Bankinors heard Mia has power, but the discovering mage couldn't tell them what it is. Daja glared at him. You're needling me, she accused. What'll be worse is when the magic finder works out the magic Mia has and sends her back to you for instruction. Frostpine seemed to need to ensure that each of his fingernails was clean. I doubt it would help her confidence in you to know you needed someone else to explain what to teach her. Daja sat bolt upright. I'm not teaching anybody, and I'm not letting a strange mage tell me anything. That much is my fault, Frostpine said, putting yet another log on the fire. He held out his hand and raised it an inch in the air. Flames spread over the fresh wood in a leap, making it burn quickly. I didn't think we'd have to deal with this for years, but the god likes to make a man the gods like to make a man feel unprepared, so the wise women say. Daja drummed her fingers on the arm of her chair. Stop dancing around it, she said. I hate it when you take a year to walk a mile. As the discoverer of their magic, you have to teach them, Frostpine explained. I did mention the rules when you got the medallion. Part of the price you pay for it, he pointed to the spot on her chest where it lay under her clothes, is when you find a new mage, you serve in a teacher's place until a proper one of the same kind of power is found. Sandry wrote you, didn't she? To say she had a student? Daja nodded slowly. I thought she was being silly, telling me she had to make up spells for this Paycon or whatever he calls himself, because there aren't any other lone dance mages. But I'm as bad off as she is. I don't know anything about cooking for jewelry or whatever Mia has. I can't do it. Don't panic, Frostpine said firmly. Cook mages, at least, are common as salt. Magic sniffers who can see and identify ambient magic aren't common, but the mages society keeps a list of those who can do it. Chances are, once you know what kind of magic Nia has, you'll be able to find a teacher with her magic as easily as you'll be able to find a cook mage for Jory. In the meantime, start teaching them to meditate. If Jory's magic is popping out without her knowledge, Nia's can't be far behind. They need to learn to control it sooner rather than later. The hall clock chimed. It was time to change clothes for supper. Daja levered herself out of her chair. I have to do all this, she asked, pleading with him run all over the city for magic sniffers and teachers and all? Since you don't want to make a testing device of your own to tell you what Nia has, I suppose you do, Frostpine replied. And you must tell Cole and Matazi. They'll be pleased. Would you be? Daja asked, shoving her hands into her breeches pockets. Now there's an odd question, Frostpine said. He had returned to walking the false coins over and under his fingers. Aren't you happy you're a mage? 
sometimes, Daja said as she went to the door. In her mind's eye, she saw herself adrift in a wash of shipwreckage, straining to reach a floating box filled with life-giving supplies. And then I remember that I learned about my power after my entire family drowned and I got declared an outcast. I wonder sometimes if magic really is a good thing. Frostpine looked up at her with a smile. Well, it was a good thing for me that you came along, he said. That should count for something. Aww. There's two of them? Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shin and Ann Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Brittany and I have only ever gotten into one fight, and she doesn't even remember it. I don't. <laughs> hey folks i'm mark Marin from the wtf podcast and this episode is brought to you by kleenex ultra soft tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season i love the change of seasons but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather kleenex ultra soft tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin for this allergy season grab kleenex and face allergies head on here's a cool fact A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.